Armstrong and Getty. This is the stuff. Armstrong and Getty. Is that Bill Barr, the Attorney General of the U.S., playing the bagpipes? Here's so. What that picture seems to be. Yeah. Wow. My. Turn it up. Yeah. Wow, he's jamming pretty, pretty well. Oh, yeah. That's some good bagpiping. That's, that's real bagpiping. So, um... Did you hear somebody... I mean, a good bagpiper sounds terrible. A bad bagpiper sounds like cats being tortured. Lord, one way to skin a cat, and that's what you're listening to right now. Do you need to learn more than one song if you learn to play the bagpipes? Just that one. Yeah. That and Amazing Grace, if, you, know, say, if yeah. you want to do it at funerals. Right. Um, so, hey, listen, uh, there, what else was uh, there? was something else I wanted to bring up, uh, just really quickly. I can't remember. That was just so distracting. The bagpipe. The attorney general playing the bagpipes? A mind erase, Ray. Right. It's odd. I'm not against it. Just... So we got this note from uh, Zach. Oh, wait a second. What? Secretary of Homeland. Yeah. On the spoons. Do we have that video? (laughs) Beautiful. Uh, We got this note from Zach in South Carolina. Good to hear from you, Zach. Uh, I love South Carolina. Haven't been there in too long. God, I had some good times in South Carolina when we lived out that part of the country. Yeah. I was a, you know, I was a single man. I know. South Carolina, good place to be. Yes, indeed. Myrtle Beach, Columbia. Oh, boy. I had some, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I had a house full of babies, but made a, a golf trip or two into South Carolina. Had a great time. A grand time. So, uh, Zach from South Carolina says, uh, I bought a new house this week, and my builder left warranty registration cards from a new dishwasher, range, microwave, etc. I've gotten better as the years have gone by at filling out uh, warranty cards. Because stuff breaks, you know, cheap crap, and you want it to be covered. I, I bought an expensive TV. And six months later, it died. Luckily, under warranty. Uh, Very good. Anyway, that's not the point of this. In addition to the standard name, address, when did you buy this product, etc., they asked me what my occupation is, what my income is, if I live alone, or whether there are children with me, whether I enjoy avid book reading and other activities. For your warranty. What's it to them if I like reading? <laughs> I, I just want to know what about recalls on my dishwasher. At the bottom of the form, they have a disclaimer that says, my information will be shared with a number of fine companies to bring me important mailings. Then if I shouldn't want such an opportunity, I should check this box. Glad I caught it. Everyone's out to get your dad in some way. Um, and he attached a photo. I've fallen for that, too. I've figured, and I feel like such a sap even saying this. I thought, well, it's part of the warranty card. I suppose I better fill it out. But that's dumb. They're not entitled to that. Uh, absolutely not. Um, is is all this data as valuable as they think it is? I mean, I know it, I know it technically is because you can sell it to somebody and they give you money. But at some point, are people going to decide, you know, we're not getting as much out of having this as we thought, and the emphasis will come down? Or is it just that valuable? Well, it's so cheap to collect. If it's valuable at all, it's worth having, you know, especially in uh, large uh, amounts. Are but you, you or to, your spouse? But you have to make a profit off of it at some point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you or your spouse a homemaker, retired, a student, self-employed, or a business owner, working from a home office in the military, a veteran? I just wonder if, like, if somebody, get, you know, we, we bought this data, we thought it would be a good idea, everybody's doing it. Now we know how many books everybody reads. We still haven't sold one extra oven mitt <laughs> since we've known that. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, if you're an oven mitt company, I don't know you right. should be buying book data. Right. <laughs> right. We can look into those. Uh, level of education, only three choices. Completed high school, completed college, or completed graduate Super school. Super genius. What if I uh, dropped out in the sixth grade, learned to read and write on a shovel, and went on to become the president of the United States and freed the slaves? No dishwasher for me, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. Look it up. Abe Lincoln. Which credit cards do you use regularly for your primary residence? Do you own or rent? Please check all that apply to your household. Own a computer. Own a CD player. Own a CD-ROM. What? That's what it says. When was this questionnaire made? <laughs> no kidding. 1998. Have yeah. a Bible or devotional reading? Hunting or shooting? Health, natural foods, foreign travel, avid book reading, etc. Golf. Yeah. Cruise ship vacations. This is to... Oof. That's wild. So, you know, it's, I, I kind of salute the cleverness. So your dishwasher manufacturer says, well, listen, these uh, morons are f- filling out name and address. Why don't we have them all, uh, answer all sorts of questions? Then, you know, do the golf magazines will sell this list of people. To but the, can uh, you get the warranty without filling that stuff Yeah, out? I'm okay. sure you can, yeah. Because I ain't filling it out. No, indeed. I'm just telling you, guard your info. Everybody's hunting for it. It's like, you know, every every woman has a, a moment in her girlhood or where she realizes, oh, guys want to get with me. Ah, okay. And that's when you put the goalie gear on and you fend off the, the slick lines and the advances. Huh? You got to be that way. You got to look at yourself as a hot chick. And everybody's coming for the, you know, Well, there's, coming to get gratified. There's different data. I don't want anybody to get my social security number bank data because they can steal from me. But that, you know, how many books I read, nobody's going to steal anything from me. But I just, I don't want to get hit with more ads. You're going to steal your books. It's book thieves. <laughs> I don't want to get hit with more ads. Yeah, I That's why I don't want anybody to have my data because they get data that I own, you know, four dogs. And I'm going to get dog food ads all the time. I just don't want to. Yeah. Yep. Flea and or tick medicines. We were talking about the number of robocalls has exploded, which is a surprise to no one. Um, and uh, however many billion there were just last month, I think I got the majority of those. Uh, and my phone yesterday, I got it rang and it, it said on my phone, scam alert or something. Yeah, wild. That's from the software from Apple, or I don't even know how that works. Is that an Apple thing, Sean? Is that what you read? And how do yeah, they, I've seen, I've seen that. doing that for yeah. me. Thanks for looking out, Tim. How do they know? How do they tell? Uh, you can report. So when I get calls that are that I don't recognize and they don't leave me, or, and I, I decide that these are either calls I don't want or I think they're spam calls, you can report numbers. And I think if they get enough of those numbers reported on a mm. thing, it gets put into... Uh, database is probably the wrong phrase for it. Right. But then, uh, you know, it, it reaches a critical well, mass we sh- of... We should all do that to help each other out. I'm not going to, but you all should. Right. Take the time to go to the website and report that. What scam uh, call do you get the most? Mine's the, there are questions about your account. You must call us before prosecutors are given your name. The most common one I get is silence, which I think is just to determine if it's a live right. account. Yeah, I get those all the time. I pick it up and I, I don't say anything. I just listen. And then I'll hang up after a couple seconds if I don't hear anything. That's actually me effing with you guys. <laughs> I answer my phone yeah. all the time because I have so many different doctors involved yeah. in various things uh, that I don't want to miss phone calls, so I always right. answer the phone. But Wait. it's mostly scam calls. Uh, you don't have to go to a, a third-party website to do the report thing. It's right on your on your phone. You hit the little information thing on the number that you called, and you can hit a report as spam. 
Oh, I got this Chinese broad calls me about twice a week. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) She 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 won't speak any English. She speaks in Chinese. Well, the other day, the other day, I got a I got a call. I answered in the first ring. And I caught somebody off guard, and the guy was, uh, 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 oh, too much static. I, I really can't hear you. I, I said, well, who is this? Oh, too much static. Yeah, okay, that's, call that's me back. A, they just wanted to know if a live human being was attached well, to that Well, no, here, but here's what happened. Like 20 seconds later, the phone uh, rings Chinese again. Chinese girl shows up. <laughs> and it was Doris. Uh. Doris, who is familiar with my neighborhood and would like to know if I'd like to sell my home. Could uh, I please no, call her geez. back right away at... And, and, you know, it was just bizarre because this guy was sending out the robocalls or whatever, but I totally oh. caught him off guard. You know what? I'll bet Doris, who uh, loves your neighborhood, is going to say, I'll transfer the money. What's your account number? God, who knows? You know, or just, listen, I'm willing to uh, pay you X amount just for the right to look at your house or whatever. Yeah, and then uh, get your numbers. Next thing you know, you're in a tub of ice and your kidneys are gone. <laughs> gone. Right. Yeah, I'm supposed right. to dial 911. Yeah, liver's yeah. gone again. Happened to my friend. Liver is gone again. Yeah. Dang it. Third one this month. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, if you can get 50 bucks for this liver, <laughs> congratulations. It's kind of on its last legs. Right. Yeah. Right, Boy, right. have you made a mistake. A little green. Um, oh, have I mentioned this on the air? I don't think I've mentioned it on the air because I didn't want the person to hear in case they're a listener. But there's a woman. We know this person. Who calls my wife and leaves her a message a couple of times a week. And Laura never answers her phone. But so this person calls and leaves her a message a couple of times a week, thinking it's somebody else. Oh, boy. We think. Oh. And leaves long, detailed message. Oh, hey, missed you again. Anyway, so yeah, I picked that up. And um, and uh, well, I hope your week's going good. I know you're having trouble with what, and just you know, goes on and on wow. like they're close friends. Wow. Laura never calls her back. Or has no idea who it is. Never told her. You know, hey, you're calling my phone number. And I can't even imagine the personality type where that works. Wouldn't you run into the actual person at some point and catch on to the fact that I call you three times a week with long messages? And you never reference them or well, call me back? That's the sort of droner who makes everybody crazy, probably. <laughs> it's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Why you, so you, you, you call enough people with long, rambling messages, you don't even notice that one of them is the wrong person. That's a, that's a lifestyle for you. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I've known... I need to tell my kids this, because I've known a number of people in my life, the, the real talkers. You can't offend them, because they're so used to people just walking away from... To ah. get away from their conversations. Huh. They're not bothered by it. Huh. They're just never going to stop talking until you just, like, leave. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I've, I've known a few people like so that. bold, I don't think. You just have to stop it. Well, got to go. I mean, you just, you have to. And they're not going to, it's not going to bother them because everybody does that to them all day long because they never shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'll have to do that. I've got a, I've got a kid who's a talker and we're trying to, I'm trying to curb that a little bit just because I've always wondered adults who are like that. Didn't anybody ever talk to you about this? Didn't your parents ever do anything like that? Yeah. And yeah. maybe there's no controlling that. you got to tread kind of gently oh, when you're dealing with a kid, Abs- obviously. Absolutely. But, yeah, but I've dealt with that. I just don't want him to be a grown-up where all of his friends, you know, are, are feel like they never get a chance to talk. Yeah. Because there are people like that. Boy, two of my kids are very verbal and are, are uh, uh, capable of hogging the ball. <laughs> Yeah, I tried to gently make that point at dinner time. There's there's hogging the ball and people who talk a lot, but then I I've been out with people before and I think, is it going to occur to you at any point that of six people sitting at this table, you've done ninety percent of the talking? Oh, you oh, think yeah. that stand out oh, to you? Yes, you would. 
Um, but if nobody yes. tells you, I suppose you wouldn't notice. I almost wish my wife were here, as she could uh, launch into a description of that very thing. You know, this is this is kind of a sad story. Maybe I should. But so our our oldest son's a talker. He likes to talk, and he's really good at it. And he's a charming kid, and everything like that. But our our, our youngest son, uh, we thought just wasn't very verbal, and maybe a little behind, and everything like that. Well, the first time uh, his older brother did a sleepover. The younger one at the dinner table is just going on about this and that and talking to her, and it became very clear to us he just never has a chance to talk. Oh boy, oh, he wow. can talk fine. He's got oh, plenty boy. to say. He just never got a chance to talk because his brother talks all the time. Oh boy, I, mean, I had no idea. Just thought he was quiet. Zarak or behind maybe. No, yeah, he's he got plenty to say. Just never had a chance. Nice. So yeah, Man. it was uh, troubling. Yeah, we told yeah. that story just the other day. He brought so now he brings it up now and then. Yeah, I didn't used to get to talk ever at the dinner table until you left one night. So he's really into that. Oh boy! <laughs> wow! This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. We need a palate cleanser. Yeah, figuratively and literally, as that was a heavy topic. <laughs> And a little bit ago, most of us, Joe's too good for this, but the rest of us ate Burger King Whoppers made with the fake meat that is supposed to save the planet from global, global warming. How was the texture? The meat, the, 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 the burger tastes exactly like a Whopper always tastes to me. And feels like it, though. I'm yeah. asking about the feel, the mouth feel. I don't, I don't think about this feel? stuff at all. Marshall, but, do you but, think about the feel? But I ate the burger, and I would have never noticed the difference, which I assume is their goal. Oh, yeah. And I'd eat another one if it was here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me so, too. So it's not an off-putting, like, because we've all had, like, a good, oh, man, a burger on a grill is one right. of the great achievements in cooking, uh, if you season it correctly. But <laughs> we've also had, like, the middle school patty that was like some sort of paste. That they formed into a burger, that pink goo that made the news, right? Right. Part of the passing grade is the lowered expectations of what a Whopper is anyway exactly. compared to your typical yeah. hamburger. Exactly. Which is what we always say about the radio show. If you're not enjoying the show, right. lower your expectations. Remind yourself, remind yourself that it's completely free. It's the Whopper. How, right. how good are most free things? Not that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going into it expecting a Whopper. It was a Whopper, which I, is absolutely fine. And if you could eliminate all the burgers and right. Whoppers and McDonald's across America... I have to assume that would be millions and millions of cattle per year. Does that help the planet? I don't know. It does. It absolutely does, unless you're a cow. I thought thought the texture was fine. I also noticed they put a lot of mayo on. They put a lot of pickles and, uh, you know, slices of tomato. But that's Uh, the way a Whopper is. Yeah, Yeah. they dress it up very nicely. I feel terrible, but I think I would have felt terrible after a Whopper anyway. But you you don't feel more terrible than usual. I feel exactly the amount of terrible I normally feel. That's a success. Success. They ought to put you in their ass. (laughs) I feel like but I always do after eating a Whopper. Try the, what do you call it, burger, the Impossible Burger. A hang-up is that Whopper. it costs $2 extra? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's not... 6 bucks a burger. So that's that's going to be the barrier for me to eating more of those next time I'm at Burger King. Because at this point, I'd rather, you know, save the 2 bucks. I'm in the investing class. You know, you find money where you can. Correct. And, uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, but if, if, if they get to where it's a matched price point and I'm at Burger King, I will get the Impossible. I'm oh, fine I with that. Probably would if it was the same price. Yeah. I will not pay extra. Yeah. Speaking of being in the investor class, uh, there's a reason I should not invest in 
Uh, well, Beyond Meat is the that's the only publicly traded one. Impossible is still a private company. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, but there's a it's it's quite overinflated from its uh, IPO. A lot of hype around this. They're not really uh, profitable yet. In the, the the what do they say? The, you got to bet the future. Though. Well, the finances aren't quite there. But the biggest reason why I would stay away from doing it is they don't have what I like to call and us in the investor class call a moat around their business. There's very little that stops anybody with better supply chains from stepping in and doing what they're doing. Right. Only now they, oh, and they, taking it over. they already have the... Yeah. So like, t- think of like your Tyson Foods, right? right? If Tyson Foods sees oh. this, it's all of a sudden, oh, okay. okay, now all I need to do is make my own fake meat burger right. and then sell it, and now I just use my existing supply chains, and they, they, they right. kind of squeeze so out these So this is not people. some sort of astounding leap forward? It's something that can be replicated? It's probably. It's not patented. It's not... There's no protection from other already established well, supply I, no, chains from I think, jumping in. I think these compounds are patented. I think they are. The I compounds. do enjoy a nice compound. Yes. But at this point, you mentioned Tyson. Tyson is already working on meatless nuggets. How? If they're already if they're patented. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like these patents, they're... The it's, compounds. It's, no, I, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't <laughs> either. It's like an algorithm. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing that stops... I like how you disproved my point and then yeah. agreed with my point immediately after, where there's nothing that stops another big company from jumping in these right. same waters and, and muscling them sure. out. Unless their burgers are crappy. Right. That was my point. I mean, is it? have they designed something unique and wonderful? How, how would you make a burger so crappy to go in a Whopper that people wouldn't eat it? <laughs> that, would, that would take its own science. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. By 2045, this guy, for instance, thinks, and some people think it's a lot earlier, computers will... Um, know everything that the human mind is capable, every human mind is capable of knowing and and have it all and can transfer it to each other around the world instantaneously mm. and then can increase their abilities um, infinitely at an, in a blink of an eye. I mean, it'll just, it will overtake our concept of what can even happen. It will be able to learn from itself just a, gil- a gazillion times faster than human beings have ever been able to think and immediately improve itself. And nobody knows what that will look like. Won't it hit a glass ceiling or some sort of a silicon ceiling pretty quickly? I mean, if you can it only can, be so smart. If it can learn all that is knowable that quickly, it will learn all that is knowable. But and then you have to engage know. in experimentation. Yes, and but yes. So research. It, and if, if computers know, for instance, everything every scientist knows about doing research, it can conduct every experiment that could possibly be conducted in a blink of an eye, taking all the information. I mean, it just... Well, it can... I, I just happened to watch an experiment on the YouTube, because that's what I do with my time on YouTube, Jack. I watch science. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. They were giving... They were they were having monkeys perform tasks, then they give them a, a little uh, bite to eat. How's a computer going to do that? Is my laptop going to do that? What, is it going to hurl it somehow? Open and close it? Well, the computers would probably know monkey behavior, too. They'll just they'll know everything there is to know and be able to uh, build themselves and learn more about building themselves just a billion times faster per, per second than anything has ever been done before. Where could it end? If human beings have the ability, for instance, to learn how to send a man to Mars, computers with our knowledge plus theirs could figure that all out in a millisecond. Right. And then and then start building the equipment to pull it off. So it does occur to me that if my laptop is in league with all the rest of the computers in the world, they probably could figure out how to hack into 
the command and control of like an advanced um, uh, plant, robotic plant, like maybe a car plant or whatever, and build themselves arms or, or monkey testing robots themselves or whatever. Right. So why are yeah, your robot, I, I, why are your computers so fascinated with monkeys? That's just the last <laughs> thing I saw. Well, well you know, I think you were of, looking at monkey videos, yeah. and you accidentally <laughs> stumbled upon a sign. You were watching a monkey wash a cat, and then the linked video was science. Oh, oh. Have you been looking at my search history, sir? <laughs> One of the more interesting kind of influx points of these things are so, uh, Elon Musk is working on this thing called Neuralink, and it's it's a way to get the knowledge of the computers that we've talked about once they once computers have the knowledge of everything and can share it with other computers uh, instantaneously across the planet. He's working on a computer human brain interface. That allow that would essentially allow us to access that information as well, Whew. and that same sort of you'd go crazy if you had all an that apple in- from the tree of knowledge, are you? Yeah, yeah. no uh, kidding. Yep. You'd go uh, crazy if you had uh, all that information. Maybe that's what the, the 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 story of Adam and Eve, the book of Genesis, was all about. The singularity could be. Huh? Well, you remember um, Hal in 2001, the Space Odyssey, Hal, the master him. computer, you know, he wanted to kill all the astronauts on board when they said they were going to disconnect him. I don't understand. That never makes any sense to me because computers don't care if they live or die. They don't have any. But they, but they have programming uh, orders of operations, right. right? It is. I am a computer. It is my job to calculate these numbers. Right. Anything that is... That gets in the way of me calculating these numbers. This Must is be bad. killed and eaten. Right, right. right. Or, or if if you give it obstacles to calculating the numbers, it's going to try to figure out a way around those obstacles. If computers decided that their number one goal is, and I don't think anybody knows what they would decide, um, but if they decided their number one goal is always the most rational thing, the smartest thing to have happen the most efficient thing that's it ah. if, if they be if their focus was always the most efficient thing computers could easily decide that human beings are inefficient for the planet True. whether it's global warming or crowding or eating food or whatever follow me around for an hour you'll right. see inefficiency so if we're making <laughs> if we're making one of these super smart computers and our objective is hey computer it is up to you to figure out how we stop global warming right and the computer ah. runs the numbers and they say well the easiest most effective way to stop global warming come is here. to come eliminate here a humans the computer right. just a bit closer <laughs> right is to remove all humans and then jabs in the eye wraps <laughs> the mouse cord around your neck and pulls it back <laughs> <laughs> Um, restart! Restart! <laughs> but, Control what, alt delete. But before before they start killing us, but wouldn't this be true if you believe human beings have the capability of curing cancer? I believe that. Yep. Sure they do. Coming down the line. Computer would take all the knowledge that human beings have, be able to do what human beings are going to do over decades or centuries. Yep. They'd do it in a blink of an eye. Presumably. Anything human beings could accomplish, they'd accomplish in a millisecond. We, yeah, except for the actual, like, uh, trials. They, would they probably might have to do experiments. To, but they could tell you you need to uh, do a trial with 57 people, make it these people, um, and then at the end of it I'll tell you whether this works or not. Yeah. There would still have to be exploration done. But, yeah, the the non-grunt work parts of it, yeah, yeah they and could if, do. If computers, if computers can figure everything out, well, oh, here, here's another good one. If human beings have the ability to write... Game of Thrones, and computers taking all the knowledge human beings have, will they be able to write just the greatest art that's ever existed? They just they automatically just crank out 
Hmm. Fantastic stuff that's interesting so, to human beings. You guys probably haven't stumbled across this, but there's a, a bit of a trend for for uh, machine learning freaks where they, I, I gave this, I, I made this AI watch every single Friends episode that's ever been made, and then I told it to write what it thought a Friends script is. Right. And then so, and, and none of them are very good. They all hit this, the basic same tropes that you recognize from the shows if you see it. Joey's dumb. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but I think there's an interesting thing where Ross should be killed. People, waiting <laughs> for <laughs> longtime listeners to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hope you enjoyed that. That's, that's your singularity. Yeah. yeah. So people can't write Game of Thrones. George R. R. Martin, a single version of the subset of people, was able to do that. Uh, I don't. I think those are the sort of things that go away with machine learning. Everything becomes just the the most middle of the road, efficient, basic thing. Unless there's more of a cause and effect to uh, coming up with art than we we can grasp. Computers might be able to grasp it if they take in seven billion people and the way their brains work. The if then then if then uh, for art they figure out. I don't know. It's and and whatever reading this thing about the singularity whatever the world's smartest computer knows in the morning it's going to know a billion times more by nighttime just and so where does that go well again then by tomorrow at 10 a.m. it's going to be bored to tears i mean it knows everything or everything that can be known given the data we have and it doesn't and have what the does it do? and play it video games. Right. That would be ironic. It doesn't have the desire for pleasure, so it doesn't. It's not going to enjoy a sunset or sex or raising children or whatever. So what's what's its what's its goal going to be? Let's go over the numbers again. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah, I don't know. It's mind blowing. It is a bit of a, a mind bleep. And the concern is nobody knows what these computers, which will be all powerful at that point, um, what what they will do. Everybody's guessing. Should we unplug it all? I'd be all for unplugging it all, and then you just don't have to worry about it. Let's do it now. Turn it off. Let's go back to the way things were about 1990. Just leave it there. Prehistory. Yeah. Back when Donald Trump was declaring real estate losses that were later completely misinterpreted by the media. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Well, do, you, do you think this is just fanciful stuff, fun for conversation, or actually going to happen? I think it's. I don't see how it doesn't happen. You know, my gut is that it's. My gut feeling is that it'll be a little like Y2K. That there will be a great deal of conversation about it, but it'll go pretty fine. Um, well, I don't know. If you're coming up on Singularity, they figured out that it turns out, we've crunched the numbers, Thursday at 3 o'clock, computers will be uh, all-knowing, smarter than human beings, and able to program themselves. I think you got to unplug it at that point. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. <laughs> At that point, it's too late. Might be. Well, that's part of the... Part or of the, is it? Right. That is the question right. before us. Part of the whole point of singularity is you've crossed a line where there's no coming back. Right. Computers can now build themselves, program themselves. There's no coming back from this for human beings. If they decide to go off in a squirrely direction, they think the world would be better with no oxygen or humans or whatever. We're uh, done. Okay, I see what you're saying. It's the point at which there are no breaks anymore, mm-hmm. so you better know which way you're pointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then perhaps a planet of the apes. I can <laughs> Too many monkey videos. Yeah, really? I think I think it's at least what well, you can first they laugh at you. <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah. I think it's worth observing that the apes I don't think employed any computers in the old Planet of the Apes movies or the new ones. Did they? Did your mom rock you to sleep watching the Bonzo movies? Is that what happened? While you were breastfeeding, so you got some sort of Freud monkey mom thing? It's a pretty decent theory. 
telling you. Apes will one day be our overlords. You laugh if you want. How about humor? Computers should be able to take in all of the ability that human beings have for humor and craft the best jokes of all time. Sure. Priest, a rabbi, and a imam walk into a bar. I mean, seriously, they should be able to figure out timing from the very best that ever do, and you just and come up with stuff that you just you're, you're crying all day long. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I'm thinking about music. I mean, there's plenty of formulaic music out there, and it's effective. Mm-hmm. It works. Um, I was on the singularity.com, which is, but there's a ton of stuff on this online if you're, if you're into it and you want to read more about it. I know there have been good books written and everything like that, but everybody's guessing, so I don't know. You know, I hate to be Kent Brockman from The Simpsons, who welcomed our ant overlords. <laughs> but I've got a bit of a, well, I don't know, I can't make it happen. I can't stop it from happening. I guess I'll just wait and see and... You know, if, if if my laptop comes for me, I'll either shoot it or myself, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I think we're slowly becoming a technological butterfly. I, I think we're caterpillars right now. We don't really know what's going on. We're, we're wrapping ourselves in a cocoon of technology, and eventually we're just going to have stuff implanted, and our glasses are going to be doing the computing for us, and I won't have to remember people because a, a little text reminder will pop up when I look at Joe. Well, Joe yes, Teddy, he's yes, a coworker. Please. Yeah. But what will we do all day long? I don't know. Yeah, I think without a purpose, we all kill ourselves. Yes, and each other. Mm-hmm. Like rats in a cage. Well, we would still have... Or apes in a planet. Like I, I, We would still be people, and we would have jobs, and we'd have rent that we would have to pay. Like I don't think this stuff or necessarily would we? goes away. The I mean, singularity they, computers, they'll figure it out. They'll right. run the economy for us. We'll be fat Perfect. cats. We we'll be like lords and ladies with the, the serfs, the stupid serfs doing our work for us. Huh? Do simple things like crosswords and stuff. Exactly. You know? yeah. All day, every day. You want instant entertainment? Whistle. That's what I say. <laughs> well, there's always fornicate. Hmm? Who's with me? You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. 50 KSTE. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. I do. It's none of my business what you find entertaining. (laughs) Things that I find entertaining, you probably wouldn't like. You'd say, who who wants to go see that or whatever? But I I was reading the other day how Donnie Osmond and Marie Osmond, his sister, Donnie and Marie, if you're old enough, they had a show together back in the 70s. It was hokey and jivey and everything that it was. Uh, But they'd been performing together for, what, 11 years 11-year run in Vegas. In Vegas? Yep. And uh, doing a show like six nights a week, and they did their last show together the other night and cried and everything like that because they've been brother and sister performing together since they were little kids. That's all fine. But who the blank goes to Vegas and sees Donnie and Marie Osmond? Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't that's... believe that. Boy, that's some... That's some really low threshold for entertainment and haven't gotten around to seeing it. You know, consumerism right there. The ticket economy of Las Vegas is particularly very odd. I'd say. So much of it is comps from the hotels. A lot of them are just giveaways from other, like, uh, this was several years back, but I went there with a, uh, a friend and we were drinking, day drinking as you do in Vegas. And uh, we got pulled over. Hey, you want some free tickets to the Blue Man Group or whatever? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. If it's free, it's me. Let's check it out. All we had to do was go to this timeshare thing, right? <laughs> oh, right. Um, yeah. so, and then the, 
the concept of... Can you day drink in the timeshare meeting? Oh, we did. I, I, I don't know if it was allowed or not. Because if I can sit there and drink, you can pitch me whatever you want. I'll just scroll through my phone and drink. Yeah, we get to pretend like we were some young couple looking, oh, yeah, this is possibly really interesting, but no, it's not. Um, but I, I like the concept of we're going to pitch you this this tens of thousands of dollars timeshare thing, and the bait that we're putting on the hook is free $40 tickets to the Blue Man Group. You think right. the person who's, like, if I could afford your timeshare, I would just buy tickets to the Blue Man Group. Well, okay, so, so how but how hard was it to, to evade the closer, to end it, to get I, out of there? Uh, he, I think he, he, he was a charming enough guy that at some point we said, hey, I'm not trying to waste your time. This isn't happening. We were here for free tickets. And then he, he's like, oh, okay, that's fine. Just went through the motions and right. crossed his boxes off. Oh. And, yeah. Oh, but but it's one thing to lure you in with Blue Man Group, which many, many people would like to see of all different mm-hmm. ages, mm-hmm. races, and, and cultural backgrounds. No f***ing buddy wants to see Donnie Marie. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why do you hate? Yeah, I was going to say, if you <laughs> talented it. songs. No, I come from the part of the world that made Donnie and Marie popular. <laughs> She's a little bit country. Yeah, He's a little bit rock and roll. I'm yes. from the ground base of people that made them money. Rural Midwest. And nobody in the rural Midwest wants to see Donnie Marie. I guarantee to you. I can't imagine how they were still on stage every night. God, my parents wouldn't go. My aunts and uncles. I can't imagine anybody who'd want to see that. It's hilarious. It's pleasant enough, but it's lame. What I don't get is how, like, love of a lame act lasts that long. I heard there's some casino had an air supply showing up. I mean, look, they're they're schmaltzy. I get the appeal of it to some people, but seriously, 20 years past their heyday, you want to go listen to them? Yeah. It's, wow. But, you know, who, the, there's no accounting for taste. And uh, so Celine Dion will warble her greatest hits to you, and Elton John did it for a long time. Britney does it, right. and uh, now um, uh, uh, Aerosmith's doing it, right? I've thought a lot about nostalgia, and I think it's less about the music was great when I was young, and people just trying to recapture the feeling of when they were young. Because it wasn't the music that was awesome. It was you being young that was awesome. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I guess that happens. I don't know. That's where you're wrong, Sean. Music used to be way better. <laughs> <laughs> this young stuff is crap. Music was just actually scientifically easily, uh, you can d- d- figure it out on a chart better. I remember the great harpsichordists of the past. Mm. <laughs> and they call it Puppy Love. Wasn't that one of his things? That's yeah. a Donny Osmond that hit, was, I think. Yeah. Um, boy, t- I'm looking at... Uh, was, that, was that Paul Anka? It was Paul Anka first, but then Donny Osmond redid it. The well, real he talent. didn't yep. need to be a fool. Well, right. Congratulations, Joe, on having the backstory on Puppy Love. <laughs> yeah, I know. Trust oh, me. I wish I could stuff. forget. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we're um, Speaking of it, you know, you weren't young. The, the entertainment wasn't great. You were young or whatever. I'm looking... At the screen here, and right. Hanson's got an episode of the Donnie and, Marie, Donnie and Marie show going, which my family watched every single Tuesday night at 7 or whenever it was on. Was there always ice skating, or is this a There special? was a lot of blank and ice skating and other crap that I hated as a kid. It was the lack of choices what was the main thing there. Just There's no way my kids would sit through one of those shows, but we did because there was really nothing else to do. Not, it's not like I'm going to turn that off and play video games or switch to a different channel or go on Netflix or anything else. So we sat there and we watched crap. 
musicals and just all kinds of crap. You fell on purpose on those skates, Donny Osmond. I know a Pratt fall when I see one. <laughs> really? Um, he's a brilliant physical comedian. Really, he's the Buster <laughs> Keaton of his time. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show.